the metal thing? Yes. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. I'm the lone survivor, Bryce Hansen, and with me this week is a new challenger to the co-host throne, Sydney. Hello. Hey, Sydney. Um, Sydney is uh, another super fan. Uh, her claim to fame is she was one of the people from the East Coast that flew all the way to Vancouver to partake in the the live screenings. You went to The Fly, or what, which one did you come to? I went to Hereditary. I think Hereditary. it was the last one you did. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, that, that still blows my mind that you made that trip. There was actually a couple people that were going to come you and then the other person um had to had to bow out because she had some stuff going on in her life unfortunately well i won uh, <laughs> yeah you won um so um yeah we're currently auditioning co-hosts so if you're interested i think i by this time i'll have a a form up where anyone that really has an interest can can uh, sign up there's been a couple people that have raised their hands and we're going to be going through uh some people and putting them you know through the ringer of recording some episodes with me and and uh we'll see how it goes in terms of chemistry and how the episodes go so sydney don't fuck this up <laughs> this is your chance <laughs> it's your chance for minor 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 stardom <laughs> Um, so horror movie talk is back. We're back to our roots. We're reviewing horror movies. Uh, new theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. So please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Full videos are available on YouTube. Don't be a square. Be sure to share. Also, check out patreon.com slash horror movie talk, the equivalent of the adult section of your video rental store. Got lots of bonus content there. We'll be recording an afterpod after this episode, um, so you can listen to that. If you want to add your P to the community pool, go to horrormovietalk.com or call 682-253-4468 and leave us a voicemail and we'll get back to you on the show, possibly. Uh, we've got a great show today. We'll be reviewing The Exorcist to The Heretic. Um, been pretty excited about finally watching this movie. This is the first time I've, I've watched it. Um, I kind of wanted to watch this before I watched, uh, Exorcist Believer, which is not in theaters now. Uh, but I think I'm excited now to see Exorcist Believer because I heard that one was pretty bad too. Yeah. It'd be a good, uh, good comparison for sequels. <clears throat> we'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie, we're scoring a scale of 1 to 10. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into, into what we liked and hated about the film. And then later on, I've got a trivia game called Exorcist or Not Exorcist. So, Ooh, 
Um, it's pretty. It's going to be a pretty easy game, to be honest. Um, <laughs> it's, you, I'll give you a fact or a plot point about the movie, and you have to decide whether it's a sequel or a prequel to The Exorcist or just another exorcism movie. Okay. Um, so the good. yeah yeah we'll see. Um, have you watched many of the Exorcist movies? I've only ever seen the first one, and now this one. I watched this last night. It's those are the only two I've ever seen in this like series. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> it might not be super easy for you. <laughs> no. Um. So the Exorcist Two: The Heretic is available for rent in all the places that you can rent digital movies. We just missed it. It was on Max f- till. October 31st and then both of us tried to watch it on November 1st Yep, and it was gone <laughs> so <clears throat> in this sequel to The Exorcist Father Lamont played by Richard Burton is assigned to investigate the last exorcism of Father Marin to clear his name of any doubt of faith Father Lamont finds Reagan spending her time in therapy in a psychiatric institute that appears to be the back rooms of Westworld <laughs> Her doctor, Jean Tuscan, played by Louise Fletcher, is testing out a new device that synchronizes hypnotic states or something. In the course of her experiments and Father Lamont's investigation, we find out that Reagan isn't exercised, but just mostly exercised. In the end, we get more Pazuzu than we bargained for. Um... Yeah, The Exorcist still stands as one of the best movies of all time. I I watched it this last Halloween season, um, and it still is my favorite horror movie. It's just amazing. Uh, So I've always been intrigued by The Exorcist 2 and the fact that it's so bad that almost no one ever talks about it. (laughs) Exorcist 2 is widely regarded as one of the worst movies ever made and probably the worst sequel ever made. So how does this happen? Mm -hmm. If you look at the cast, there's some real heavy hitters. It includes one Oscar winner with Louise Fletcher, who uh, you'll probably recognize as Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and five Oscar nominees, including Linda Blair uh, reprising Reagan, Max von Sydow uh, reprising Father Marin, Richard Burton, Ned Beatty, and James Earl Jones. So these are all high quality actors and it's directed by sir john borman who directed deliverance a couple of years before this and you know has some good movies has a good reputation in short it's a bunch of people that should have known better than to absolutely abandon everything that made the original good instead of grounding the story in reality and the characters humanity it uh, sorry, to further analyze the nature of good, evil, and faith, we're treated to some kind of sci-fi supernatural fever dream. The film feels like it was written on the fly, and that's not far from the truth. There's extensive rewrites, um, and after its disastrous opening, it was pulled twice from the theater. So it was released, and the director pulled it out of theaters to recut it, Oh my god. Twice. And it was still awful. It's just utterly befuddling. 
Um, there are some scenes, especially involving this hypnosis device, that are so hilariously inept that it feels like they're written as jokes. Like, I, I'm just amazed that that the the scene <clears throat> with the Doctor Reagan and Father Lamont um, in Act One was just like, wait what is happening i couldn't follow it at all I, <laughs> I don't understand what like who is doing what where where are we right now i don't yeah <laughs> no comment. yeah and everyone knows how to use this hypnosis machine <laughs> for some with reason. zero training yeah <laughs> um anyways if you dig if you dig deep enough you can find some interesting ideas about good attracting evil or the dangers of getting too close to evil but they're completely overwhelmed by the bizarre choices in the story um it is a very bad movie but the case can be made that it's so bad that it's good uh, this is definitely an oddity and just like off the wall in the choices they made and it would definitely be a good film um to watch with friends if you want something to riff on while you're watching it um it is <laughs> it is crazy like i i wasn't prepared um Not so <clears throat> yeah i <laughs> i give it a, a score of three out of ten and that's like the realm of so bad it's good movies to where it's not a miserable experience mm -hmm. but it's not a good movie by any by any rights um what did what did you think of the exorcist 2 yeah so when i finished it um i like turned off the tv i stood up and my roommate was like so how was it like what did you think and i just started dying laughing and i was like it has to be a three out of ten so i completely agree with you it was just uh, it was like it didn't even start off strong. Like, it started off and I was like, what is happening? Like, they, you're right. They completely abandoned everything that was good about The Exorcist. There wasn't... There wasn't even any, like, similarities to it. Like, not even when they did, like, makeup for, like, the the possessed people. I was like, did they forget who did the makeup for the first movie? Like, where are the special effects that were so insane? Like, there was just... uh it was just it was really funny it was it was entertaining because it was so bad but right yeah <laughs> well i mean i read a lot of the trivia on imdb and and it's like kind of a uh, like a case study on on how things can go off the rails like you know there was an original script that <clears throat> kind of had one uh aim and then it was rewritten and of course the original writer runs off and then there's several times where you know there's a casting issue suppose you know originally they're going to write um reagan's mother into the script and and then she got written out and the, we'll talk about that in the spoilers but um and then yeah, several times that uh, Linda Blair was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna do that," so they had to change some some stuff. Um, I mean, so I, I think I think one of the choices that they made with it was like they didn't want it to be as exploitational and shocking as the original, um, yeah. because that was like where a lot of criticism was in with critics. But then they ended up 
going too far the other way and the critics are like where's all the exploitation and and uh gross stuff like yeah sorry what were you gonna say no i was just gonna say like um like i mean linda blair like broke her back during the exorcist like it was really horrible for her so i understand if she was like hey i don't want to do anything crazy but they could have like gotten someone else to do crazy stuff they could have i don't know like it was it yeah just, like a, a fever dream the entire time i was like why are we in ethiopia like what happened like, <laughs> like where are what is going on right now <laughs> what's mufasa doing here <laughs> like, what the hell <laughs> yeah it's uh it's bizarre so um yeah yeah, I'm I'm excited about talking about it because there's a lot to talk about. But before we talk about it, uh, we want to draw your attention to all the commercials that you've been listening to, and and you know you you don't have to. You can go to Patreon.com and join in a certain tier, and then you get early access to episodes without commercials. So you know it's just throw us some ducats and and get that access. Um, also I put up the horror movie talk shop again. It's live, um, take out some stuff, but we got horror movie talk hoodies available right now. So rush on over there and, and buy some of them up. Um, also check out our resident artist, Dustin Goebel. Um, he's our favorite artist cause he gives us art and you can get art from him by contacting him at dgobel 0 on Instagram. And make your artistic dreams come true. Tell them HMT sent you. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail, again, our number is 682-253-4468. Thanks for listening. Let's get into spoilers. 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 Okay, so... Let's talk, I mean, let's just jump forward to the scene. There's the scene where they're using this hypnotism device. And it's basically just a flashing light that makes a sound. (laughs) And the lower it gets, the deeper into the person's psyche, apparently. I don't know. I don't know. And, And then you've got one person on one side, which is Reagan... And then, and then the doctor is going to put on her, you know, headband and synchronize their hypnosis. I mean, they, they don't explain how this works at all or, or like what even the purposes is. They just put on this device and start using it. And it's like, shut up. We're going to use this device. <laughs> it's revolutionary. And, uh, and then supposedly, you know, they'll be able to see each other's dreams or something like that. Um, so, okay, this scene and, and the father is there. Um, I think it's the first time that they tried to synchronize between Reagan and the doctor. Yeah. And so, okay. It's like 20 minutes <sighs> into the movie. Yeah. So, Okay. Reagan gets put under and she's like kind of in her hypnotic state. And then the doctor puts on the headset and is like, okay, Reagan, you talk me down. 
and so now Reagan is hypnotizing the doctor while she's hypnotized. And then, so you're like, wait a minute, how does she know what to say or how to do this? And isn't she hypnotized? And also what? Yeah. And then, and then at a certain point, things go haywire and the doctor starts like convulsing or whatever. <laughs> and then the, the priest snatches off the headset from Reagan, I think. Yes. Yeah. And says, you know, basically I'm going in and he goes <laughs> under and sees like this vision of it's behind me. It's this scene where yeah. Reagan is like, feeling her up and then he sees a vision of father Marin and possessed reagan as ghosts but just hold on a second just the the fact that reagan just knew how this machine worked and talked down and then the father was like hold on i'm going in is such a wacky idea i i just don't understand and it's played serious Yes, very serious. Like, and it's I, so intense. I don't understand how anyone could believe that the suspension of disbelief would not be just shattered by this scene. Just because it's like, it makes zero sense. Yeah. You know? Because you have, like, the beginning where, like, the doctor is trying to get Reagan to do hypnosis. And Reagan's like, no, I don't want to think about, like, what happened to me in right. Washington. And then the the father comes and she's like, yeah, sure, I'll do hypnosis now. Which, okay, like, yeah, yeah. totally makes sense. But yeah, it, it really just, I don't know how Reagan would know how to do that. And also, right. why is the demon, like, touching, like, the doctor's heart? Like, <laughs> I don't, like, there was, like, that weird scene where, like, the demon was, like, going like uh -huh. this. And I was like, uh -huh. all right. But, like, then... The doctor is, like, in Reagan's head, but then Reagan takes the thing off, so then the priest has to get the doctor out of Reagan's head? Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's the correct reaction. What the, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? Um, my favorite part, my favorite thing about this... I mean, that's my favorite scene of the movie, definitely, by far. <laughs> but my favorite feature of this device is that how they show on camera that they're, they're like, under, that they've gone under. Uh, first, it shows Reagan, and she kind of does, like, a cross-eyed, like, <laughs> like that. That's so funny. And it's like, is she coming? Or, <laughs> like... And but then everyone that uh, follows her um, using this machine like does this. It just looks like an eye roll, you know, there's like and it progressively gets more like sarcastic to my eyes of just like you've got Louise Fletcher, fantastic actress. You've got Richard Burton, mm -hmm. just fantastic actor. And you're asking them to put on these kooky props and act like they're going under. And you ask them, like, oh, you got to roll your eyes to show that you're, you know, 
going under. And so it just looks like very like, okay, here we go with this shit yeah. <laughs> as, as actors. And it's like, it is, that was funny to me. It was like, cause it wasn't, they weren't playing it for like, oh, I'm in an altered state. It's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, <laughs> I'm under. And like, honestly, if you hadn't known who like Richard Burton or Louise Fletcher were, and you had only seen them in the context of this movie, you would not think that they were good actors. Like, <laughs> right, because right. the script is so bad. It's so bad. And everyone just doesn't seem like they want to be there. Like, yeah, it is. It is pretty rough. <laughs> and so one of the things about Louise Fletcher, <laughs> uh, this is what I learned from the trivia, is you see her and... I don't know what your first reaction was, but mine was like, wow, she looks a lot like Ellen Burstyn, like in The Exorcist. Yeah. She, I she, could, she could pass awesome. as, yeah, she could definitely pass as Reagan's mom. And apparently, originally, she was cast as Chris McNeil really? um, in this movie. Like the mother had a role, um, which was basically replaced by. Um, the mother's role was replaced by Sharon, okay. the, um, you know, the housekeeper yeah. or nanny or whatever. Um, and then the doctor role was a, originally a male character. Okay. Um, and was going to be, there's a couple people like, I think Richard Dreyfus was up for it. Okay. Like a couple other like men. And then they just decided, no, we're not going to have chris mcneil in this movie we'll just have louise fletcher play the doctor instead <laughs> so yeah, what so like all these weird like adjustments um are, are just spell the doom of the movie and yeah. The, like yeah have you this is only like 20 minutes into the film like we just barely set up these characters and like the situation that they're in and then they just have this kooky scene and it never recovers like no. the rest of the movie actually isn't that crazy like it could exist in an exorcist sequel that like you would buy but the it's undone under the background of this weird sci-fi like uh supernatural like uh milieu that you're just like, wait, what is going on? But I don't want to under underplay like how crazy the the rest of the movie is too, because yeah. it's it's pretty crazy. Um, so <clears throat> let's see. So yeah, I mean the setup is is Father Lamont is sent out by the church um, to investigate this exorcism. Um. And the church is kind of saying, like, Satan is kind of an embarrassment to the liberal church. Like, we kind of want to ignore and get rid of this whole exorcism thing, which apparently is like a pretty, pretty um, common theme in exorcism movies. Because yeah. we just the other movie we're reviewing after this is the Pope's Exorcist, and it was almost the same yeah, kind of deal. I, there were a lot of similarities, <laughs> and like, especially like. We'll talk about it on that episode, but that one had similarities to the first Exorcist, I thought. But yeah, like 
Again, this one just doesn't have similarities to the first Exorcist, except that, like, Father Merrin is, like, a character again, a kind of, just his yeah. past is, and then Reagan's in the movie. Like, it, right. I mean, there's <laughs> of Pazuzu or whatever um, are the same in this movie than they were in the last movie, which is like, why? Why? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the the character of Reagan it's it's one of those situations where it's like it's just insulting to the original because it undoes like the the very powerful ending of that movie which is you know good one in the sense that the girl is free right of of this demon and this movie says nah nah it's still there bro I was like, no way, because they got rid of it. Like, that was the whole point of The Exorcist, was that, you know, it went inside Father Marin, he killed himself, whatever, and then it's gone, and then it went somewhere else. It's not going to possess Reagan anymore. They're all set with it. And then, boom, she it still lives in her dreams? Like, what the, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, and then it just has this non-sequitur of, like, no, she's she's, like, this gifted good person that supposedly has like supernatural psychic powers or something like that and so that's yeah. why the demon is after it's it's great so it undoes it undoes like the powerful ending of the exorcist but also it completely ignores kind of the character of reagan from the first movie and like the in the end of the first movie it's like yeah, Reagan doesn't remember anything about it, but she hugs the priest because she recognizes, you know, that that was a symbol of good and that it helped her. So she's mm-hmm. like, you're given so much relief knowing that she can't remember anything. Like it's just a, you know, you know, a bad thing that happened to her, to her mom, and you know, to the people that died. Right. Uh, but the the whole point of the first movie is that Reagan is just a typical little girl, you know, 13, 14-ish. Yeah. Um at the time. And then in this movie, she's this weird just ethereal otherworldly teenager. <laughs> that yeah. you're like, "Wait, what? This isn't this doesn't seem like a normal person at all." And like she like um there's like a little girl that doesn't talk and she's uh-huh. like what's your name and then the little girl like talks and then the mom like freaks out and it's like oh you got her to talk and it's like wait why does she have psychic powers now right right and she's always wearing white it's very like yeah white it... flowy <laughs> yeah it's it's Glowing. weird it's just <laughs> weird and then the other thing is like you know how they rode around the mother not being there is just like <laughs> wait what why that way like yeah. wh- because she's just like conspicuously not in the movie and the only thing they say about her is like ah she's real busy you know and that's it she's you know she's divorce. <laughs> like okay she, she's real busy you know with work you know i guess she's acting somewhere but no phone call, like no 
interest at all. Like, yeah. there, like there's no communication or even mention of her mother after like that first line. And because like, I think when they rewrote the script and just rewrote all the scenes with the mother f for the, uh, the nanny or whatever, Sharon, yeah, they just didn't bother to add anything. <laughs> They're just like, cause she's this, her role in it is this weird parental figure with seeming authority, but she's just, the caretaker but she's never around she she's never even really shown interacting with reagan i don't even think no there was like one where like reagan was like having a dream she was like under hypnosis like okay so like her and father marin become or not father marin the other guy father lamont, lamont um her and him become like connected through this um uh Hip hypnosis thing and but somehow her and the her and the doctor or him and the doctor do not become con psychically connected even though uh -huh. they all did it um uh -huh. but like there uh -huh. was that one point where reagan was like i don't know pazuzu was doing something i have no idea but she was like about to jump off the roof and sharon was like oh my god what are you doing and then reagan was like fine and she was like playing with the birds that she has and that was like the one scene where they were like where it was shown like sharon was the caretaker but the rest of the scenes are sharon just calling reagan a little bitch so <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy um and then um so they they have this they have this sequence and it shows like you know that Reagan is still kind of possessed and we see kind of how Father Marin uh, died in the original um, and and that's like the first part of the movie but then like man I can't even connect it I just watched it and I can't remember how it goes into Africa, but I think there's a vision. Yes. And like, there's a vision. um, father Lamont is shown this vision through the eyes of a locust. I think. Yeah. He says on the wings of Pazuzu, like uh -huh. the locust is. So <laughs> this is so hard to like, try to figure out. It's like Pazuzu is, was in this kid Kokumu. Uh -huh. And then gets Father Marin had exercised it out of Kukumu, and then the 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 demon floats around and finds a locust, and then takes at, while Father Lamont is under a vision. Oh my God, this is so ridiculous! <laughs> while he's in a vision, he or like under the hypnosis thing, he gets on the back of the locust, which is Pazuzu the demon, and it leads him to a leopard. <laughs> yeah so i think i can clarify this a little okay. um it, it reveals that pazuzu is the name of the demon which yeah. hadn't been named up to this point um and pazuzu is this old you know god or wherever that's the the demon of everything that takes flight or everything in the air and okay. so <clears throat> it affects locus you know and and like it's it's kind of like calling card or whatever is this the swarm of locusts and we have these flashbacks to 
uh, yeah, Father Marin, uh, which was Max von Sydow's character um, in The Exorcist, uh, when he was a younger priest helping with Kokumo, which was possessed by Pazuzu um back in africa so we see this vision and father lamont sees this that this boy exists uh that was exercised by father Marin. um and then he makes a trek to africa um let's see but the 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 guy that he's reporting to like the cardinal or something was like he was like i need uh father lamont was like i need to go to africa and the cardinal's like I know we told you to investigate this, but why are you actually investigating it? We don't want you to do that. Like, right. wh- like I don't understand that. Like, there's like he he was told to like do this covert investigation, and then he's like, I gotta go here for the investigation, and the church is like, you are the worst follower of Christ in the world. It's like, right. what? <laughs> yeah. So he he goes and he he tracks down. Well, first he finds this, like, ancient church that's, like, this, like, ancient Christian church in the side of this cliff, which is kind of a weird, trippy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, he's trying to track down Kokumo, this guy that was exercised. And the whole time it's, like, really weird, like, trippy visions and, like flashbacks and and hallucinations um cutting to you know these locusts and being able to and him having visions of flying through the air and stuff um and then he find finally finds kokumo uh okay yeah so let's back up so the the first vision is shown and he they're trying to find kokumo in this vision and it shows like the locust flying through the air and then eventually it gets to james earl jones Mm -hmm. dressed as a locust is that right yes he's dressed as a locust and then as the locust is approaching him like a a leopard jumps out right is it was it a leopard yeah or jaguar or something yeah a leopard jumps out and scares him out of the uh, out of the you know the vision they're like oh there's a leopard what the fuck was that and so and then so he goes down and like when he's physically there in africa and he's trying to track him down and then he like meets kokumo again in this cave and has this test of faith like in uh indiana jones in the last crusade (laughs) like having the the walk of faith and then he fails, but then immediately wakes up, and Kokumo is actually like uh, James Earl Jones as a doctor or like yeah. a scientist. Uh huh. And you're like, wait, what? What's happening? Like, because it, it doesn't portray it as a vision at all. And then he wakes up in like a museum <laughs> or something. Yeah. Like that was like the one scene that I was like, we need to talk about this because. I, he wasn't, he was literally in Ethiopia, like, going around to people and asking them where Kakumo is, and, like, going to, like, every village that he could, whatever, whatever, 
And then he gets there, and you're like, ooh, this is, like, a spooky scene where he's, like, in this cave, and he has to, like, walk over these spikes and, you know, test his faith, whatever. He steps, it goes directly through his foot, and then he's like, I failed, and you think he's gonna, like, fall and die, and then he just, like, wakes up, and James James Earl Jones is like, hello, I am Dr. Kakumo, I study locusts. And then, like, I feel like that scene didn't go anywhere either. Like, what the fuck happened? Well, yeah, and then it has, like, these weird ideas that are kind of glossed over, but, like, are, you know, important to the plot of the movie. Because, okay, so we learn about these locusts that Kokumo has been studying is that, you know, why do these locusts go crazy and start consuming everything and all the crops. It's like, um, well, they, you brush their wings and then they start going crazy. So like, there's this implication of like being brushed by the wings of Pazuzu. Yeah. And that drives people crazy. And Kokumo is trying to, um, fight against it by breeding like the good locusts that won't, freak out when their wings are brushed whatever that means and so it's like this weird like take on good and evil and trying to figure out how to combat the evil with you know good and so like it's there's these like you know cutaways to reagan so they're implying that oh yes reagan is gonna be this um good girl that's going to you know, have a positive effect on this locust swarm of demons, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think I, where did I make that note? Um, yeah, because they say, like, Father Marin was studying a boy who could, who could send away locusts. That was Kokumo. Yeah, that was Kokumo. Or, or was he tracking them? Um, and, or was he attracting them? Sorry. Yeah. Um, like, so does good, e- good, does great goodness attract great evil was like the, the theory that they're opposing. And, that comes and it's back supposed to be, a th- yeah, it's supposed to be a theme throughout the movie, which is interesting, but it's just so awkward how they executed on it. It like, doesn't, it doesn't ring true at all. Um, yeah, and I guess they're trying to, like, frame, like, with Reagan's, like, ability to, like, help people, like, they're framing her as, like, this really good person, like, this extremely good, like, angelic person, like you said, and it's, like, so they're trying to, like, exemplify that, like, theme through her, but it's, like, why is she such a good person? Like, what Like what was the background to that? She just, we're, as an audience, we're just supposed to sit here and be like, oh, yes, this girl who was possessed and now isn't is just, like, now she has all these abilities to be the best person on Earth. And it's like, I just, like, there was no setup to that. And, like, she's also kind of still possessed a little bit. So mm-hmm. I... Yeah, and they, like, split... <laughs> They give her like a split personality because anytime they show possessed, okay, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is so crazy. So they show possessed Reagan, 
but it's not Linda Blair. It's someone else in makeup. Yeah. First, first of all, um, I noticed that. But then also they show sexy Reagan, <laughs> which is, which is also possessed, but has eyeliner, and is down to fuck. That like, was the funniest goddamn thing. I was like, wait. Wait, guys, we need to back up. <laughs> like, right. Why, why is there, like, a possessed one, and then her makeup goes away, and then she's, like, in this, like, agent provocateur lingerie, like, come here, father. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's crazy. So, I mean, the only thing that we see Reagan doing that, like, shows her as this great force of good is she helps that autistic girl talk again. Right. And that's it. Like, there's nothing... I guess she has the power to psychically do that, I guess. It's never explained or, like, touched on. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it cuts back and forth between, like, Africa, with, where these these weird scenes are going on, and and the, you know, the underground of Westworld. So the, let's talk about this this psychiatric institute a little bit. Okay. It's like this honeycomb of like full length glass. I don't understand why you would go to therapy if like everyone could see inside your therapy session. <laughs> it's so distracting because they basically in the background whenever they're when Reagan's like talking with the doctor or stuff is going on. You can see a bunch of neurodivergent children <laughs> in the background, and yep. also this giant foam nut that they're rolling across the ground. Oh my! They God. feature this foam nut like uh, prominently, and I'm like, are they making a joke that they have? You know, like this is nuts. a nut house. Yeah. And uh, it's just so distracting. Like, what is going on here? Because it's like, like a place to give therapy, but it also seems kind of like a prison for mentally ill people, but also a hospital because yeah. there's like hospital beds. It's it's this just nurses. Like, there's nurses there. We talked to one of them, I think, at some point. Yeah, it's. <laughs> That's right. The other scene that that I got a kick out of that was unintentionally hilarious was like, oh, Father Lamont, um, Reagan just drew this picture of you and it just shows him in flame, like being tortured in flame, just like, ah, and then she has zero re reaction to it. And she's like, yeah, she's a really good drawer, isn't That's she? That's all she says. Just, That's it. That's you're like, says. What? We're just gonna gloss over that he's he's in flames in this picture. Well, right um, after that, he's like he says something about being in the fire, and then him and the doctor like stumble upon a fire in the like. No, it's worse than that. They don't stumble upon it. He looks at the picture and he's like, "Oh no, there's a fire somewhere," and so he t gets the doctor and says, "There's a fire somewhere in the building," and they go down in the basement and find this fire. What the fuck? And then I can't even remember what what was on fire, if that had any impact on the story at all. But but then it, he, like, stands up, and then the doctor looks at him and sees, like, the same, like, three flames around yeah. his head that were in the the picture. 
and you're like, okay, okay, so yeah, the foreshadowing in this movie does not work. Like it does not work. Like it's like supposed to be for that picture, that fire, which. They could have just done the picture, and you would have been like, okay, so something's going to happen to him where, like, something will test his faith or something. But Right. It could have been, like, the omen with the, the picture of, you know, the the spear going through him or something, you know, in the yeah, pictures. Exactly. But no, they had they had to just deliver on it instantly. They're like, no, there's a fire. we got to go find the fire. And they find it. And that's it. So, I mean, I guess that tells you that Reagan is psychic and can tell the future. Yeah, but, like, or that something. is, like, kind of, I don't know. Like, all of these things that Reagan can do are exemplified, like, one time. And then the rest of it is just, like, oh, she has Pazuzu dreams. And she's, like, connected to this demon that's connected to Father Lamont. And they're all connected to each other. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's nonsense. It's it's crazy. Um, and then there are some great scenes in Africa. There's the most awkward fall scene that I've ever seen in my life. Of it shows like someone falling down the crack of this cliff. So this, so yeah, okay. I forget which scene. So this church, this church is on the cliff. You have to like climb, up. but also you have to climb up through a cr- crevice yeah. in the rock. Yeah. So that implies that at the top there's another level of rock that you can just step over the crevice because like there's rock behind their back anyways. So, but this guy falls down and it's this weird slow-mo of like of this fall. And it's like, uh, 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 I'm hitting rocks. Uh, uh, like it's so weird. Um, <laughs> I will say like the the African church like that ancient church is pretty cool. Like that's a pretty cool set piece and like the yeah. the th- there are some like glimpses of like oh this could be an interesting like element in a sequel to the exorcist because like that's the part of the exorcist in the opening which is kind of weird like it's very intriguing that father marin is this archaeologist and like uncovers this weird ancient evil yeah kind of thing and like there's a lot there and a lot of moodiness and and like just the unease of being in a foreign land and being around weird looking people um (laughs) not that foreigners are weird looking but there was definitely some weird looking people in the exorcist that they focused on yeah um and so, like, that element was in here, but it's just, like, a pit stop on the way to just craziness later. Um, yeah, I think there were really, a lot of really good um, set pieces and, like, shots that I was like, wow, this movie shot, like, would make for a good movie. Like, you would see this shot. Like, there was one where Father Lamont was trying to find Kokomo... Co- Kokumo. <laughs> Kokumo. And he's like super lost. And there's like a little village behind him with people like hanging laundry. And like the sun is setting. And like it's right behind his head. And I was like, that's a cool shot. 
Like, that's beautiful. Like, the colors, it's sunset, like, he's all lost, like, there's a lot of emotion in that scene, but then you're like, you could have done, like, whoever, like, filmed it, like, the cinematographer is awesome, but, like, I don't know. Like, the director had some good points, but then the rest falls flat. I don't know. I mean, he's he's a good director. Like, he's got... He did Deliverance. Um, he did Excalibur. I'm not uh, kind of a huge fan of Excalibur, but that's a notable movie. I haven't seen it. But, yeah, it's uh, n- not a lot of faith in him after watching this movie. Nope. Um, okay, so the ending is it just puts a cap on it because um, they, they do the uh, scene again with the inner ossiter, uh, with this, you know, hypnosis machine or whatever. Um, and let me see if I can find the clip of the inner ossiter. Just a second. Oh my God. Yes. No, this is, uh, the reference I'm making, not the, Oh, the actual scene. Let yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's finally arrived. Ooh. Morning. Morning. Sign here. Wilt Chamberlain. Well, I'll read this on the crapper. Catherman tube with an endium complex of plus four. What are they talking about? I don't know, but this outfit has them. This isn't paper. Some kind of map. I I can't. I I should have pulled it up in a bare spot, but like, yeah, there's this, there's this. (laughs) scientific machine just called the inner ossiter and they keep referencing it in this in this movie and it's very much like what is it oh no it's the inner ossiter like are you playing with the inner ossiter again (laughs) um so anyways they they hook up with this machine and then inadvertently father lamont gets possessed by pazuzu at this point I was like, what the, why won't he talk? I, it just like, didn't make sense. (laughs) Right. And so he, he gets possessed and then they go back to Georgetown to the original house and it just turns into full on Ghostbusters at the end. It's, (laughs) it's like, what's a good way to describe it? Like it's. It, it's just so wacky because it's like Pazuzu starts like um, trying to get Father Lamont to fuck Reagan, I guess. But it was Ra- Reagan is yeah, Reagan is sexy Reagan again, and she's like <laughs> seducing him. But Reagan's also. I, it's it's such a blur. Like I can't remember if like there's two Reagans or not. There were and... there were two Reagans because you saw them in the same room and like the real Reagan was like in the corner like screaming and crying and the other because like the bad Reagan in the bed was like kill her and so like yeah. Father Lamont goes to like kill her and the other Reagan's like ha 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 ha. It's like so stupid. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like a swarm of locusts that come and start destroying the house. And that was so funny. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's just, and then the house basically just crumbles 
Oh, and also Sharon goes crazy and sets fire to herself. Yeah. In front of Dr. Um, what's her name? She- and yeah, it's it just ends in this over the top like yeah ghostbusters ending it it's it's crazy and then in the end they win against pazuzu yeah the entire house gets like ripped off the earth mhm um I wrote down, like, the end 20 minutes is corny, but at least there was action. Because the rest of the movie, there was, like, nothing. There was Yeah, like, the, the, most of the movie is very slow. Like, it's, a yeah. lot of, like, especially, like, the, the Pazuzu, um, like, flying through the air scenes. It felt very... Did you Have you ever been to Disney World or Disneyland? Oh, my God, like, a million times. <laughs> have, you been, have you been on Soren? The yeah. ride Soren? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> it was like Soren through Africa with Pazuzu. It was Pazuzu Soren adventure. Uh for like a long stretch of this movie. Yep. And then there's long stretches of just looking at David at Richard Burton expressionless, saying nothing. For and it like, was like so long. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's, it, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, but I mean the the end like it was at least fun like I I honestly laughed a lot like you know when like I don't know what was happening in the house but like they the doctor and Sharon were in the cab and then the cab starts like spinning and the and the windshield breaks and he's like I can't control the car and then he just like straight up just punches a hole in the windshield I thought that was like I laughed my ass off at that I thought right. it was so funny yeah yeah it's it's and then like uh the doctor gets stuck in the car and is like sharon help me and she's like no <laughs> yeah. i gotta go set myself on fire yep um you, sharon. yeah just a a weird movie but yeah i mean the scene with them hypnotizing each other and then like stepping in it's so hilarious and such a weird scene and then like oh my cat the weird nonsensical like african scenes and hallucinations that you're not never given any insight into and then the ending where you know with sexy reagan trying to fuck father lamont apparently in the original script like father lamont was gonna rape her or something like that oh which would have been pretty intense and i'm pretty sure uh um what's her name linda blair was like no we're not gonna do that yeah good but even even then like it was still kind of a sex scene and it was i'm sure super awkward like linda blair was only 17 while this movie was being filmed yeah that's richard burton's like in his 50s yeah it was rough um but yeah i mean it's like when you're comparing it to the exorcist you're like i I think that's the problem with exorcism movies is and like why the exorcist hasn't ever been surpassed never is that no one goes far enough and it's like no one can touch it like just because they don't approach the taboo nearly enough like if there was an actual 
rape scene of Reagan in this movie, that would have been like, okay, that is pretty fucking intense for just this weird movie. Yeah. And it would be like, I, I guess that's pretty evil. But I, yeah, I mean, just like the scenes in The Exorcist still hold up because it's like a little girl and she's masturbating with a crucifix yep. and like shoving her mom's head into her crotch. And it's like, that is so gross and dirty and evil that like you actually believe it that it's like oh this isn't a human this is someone that just doesn't understand the you know the rules of war of being alive as a human like you just don't masturbate with a crucifix you just don't no you just you you wouldn't do that i don't know maybe some i mean i wouldn't tell you i I won't tell you what to do but i mean just personally (laughs) you know my my beliefs my standards i don't i don't masturbate with a crucifix yeah. personally okay thank you for um uh so anyways yeah it doesn't doesn't do the original any justice uh at all nope. um it's it's famously a terrible movie like i think it was there was some list that listed as the second worst movie of all time just below uh plan nine from outer space oh i've never um, seen that yeah, I mean that's an old Ed Wood movie. Um okay. that's like kind of yeah, that's like kind of the room before the room. Um <laughs> Okay, maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, that one's that one's crazy. Um But yeah, I think I can't think of any other sequel that's been so far off base compared to this one. It's it's amazing. No, cuz it's like you either like for sequels, you have to go, like, the complete opposite direction where it makes people be like, wow, this is, like, so interesting and so far off that it's, like, good. Or you have to, like, try to, like, overdo or, like, make it, make it better than the first. Like, you know, and I don't know what they, I guess they were trying to go the first route where it's like, oh, we're going to go so totally different from the first one and it's going to be good. But I feel like if you have to pull it from theaters twice and rewrite it and recut it, you you don't have a good movie on your hands. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those that you, I just don't understand why the studio wouldn't step in and be like, wait, what are we doing here? Like yeah. what's going on? Uh, but I think it's like, just too many rewrites too many like um like acquiescence to the actor's demands and stuff and too many compromises it's it's truly fascinating yeah uh, how bad of a movie this was um that being said who do you think would like this or who would you recommend exorcist to the heretic to I honestly think that, like, I mean, like, I've been watching horror movies for, like, 13 years of my life. It's, like, I think that people who love horror movies should watch movies like this because it's, like, kind of like a, I don't know. You you kind of got to see the sequels to these famous movies. Like, I feel like yeah. if you're a horror fan, you got to just try it out. If it sucks, it sucks. But watching shitty horror movies is fun so i feel like fans of horror would like this Uh, yeah i mean fans of the exorcist it is man i mean now that i think of it going from the exorcist to the exorcist 2 to the exorcist 3 um the exorcist 
two is kind of like an amuse bouche. It's like completely clears the palette of anything that you liked about the first one. Yep. And then Exorcist three like is also different, but is actually respectful to the original um, and explores something in a new way um, that isn't just a rehash. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's an oddity. Um, it's definitely one to watch with friends or someone that can make fun of it because it is kooky. It's a yeah. kooky, kooky movie. Definitely. Um, yeah. So anyways, let's move on to exorcist or not exorcist. Who I knows? couldn't think of a good title for it. Um, date modify. Where did I save this thing? Uh-oh. Hold on. I didn't have it pulled up. So in this game, um, I've got several pieces of trivia about several movies. And you have to decide whether it is a sequel or prequel to The Exorcist. Okay. Or not having any relation to The Exorcist. Uh, but just some other exorcism movie. Okay, so first, um, this is a film. Okay, and you get an extra point if you can name the title of the movie. All right. Why, why not? Cool. Okay. This is a film directed by Rennie Harlan, who also directed Die Hard 2 and Cliffhanger. So was there ever an exorcist movie directed by rennie harlan it, i really wish i didn't tell you that i've only seen the first and the second exorcist now because like i'm gonna be bad at this but um i i've never seen die hard 2 or cliffhanger so <sighs> wow yeah wow um that's, lost to the sands of time i it's like i'm just <sighs> i know i'm sorry i have homework okay i'll, I'll do it I'll wow do it. Wow. You know, actually, Die Hard 2 is another example of a sequel that just wastes the original movie okay. in terms of well, in terms of tone and stuff. But anyways, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to say that there was an Exorcist movie directed by that person. Correct. Yeah. Now, which Exorcist was it? Well, it wasn't. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you the full list of the exorcism, exorcist movies, just so you know. Cool. There's the Exorcist. There's, well, there's no movies. There's none in here. There are the Exorcist. There's the Exorcist Two, The Heretic, Exorcist Three, Legion. Um, there's Exorcist: The Beginning, and then Dominion, a prequel to The Exorcist. And oh, oh wow! There's a lot more than I thought. Uh huh. Um, well, if I'm going to use... They're almost all terrible other than Exorcist 3. Exorcist 3 is the only sequel prequel that's worth a damn, in my opinion. All right. Uh, I'll definitely have to watch that. But, I don't know. If you're saying that Die Hard 2 is kind of like The Exorcist 2, I'm going to say that it's probably the Dominion one. This is Exorcist the Beginning. So close. So close. So close. Okay, um, all right. In this movie, Laura Linney plays a lawyer for Tom Wilkinson playing a Catholic priest on trial for the death of a young woman 
that died during an exorcism. That's not an exorcist movie. Correct. Do you know the movie? I. It sounds familiar because I know Laura Linney, but it's not like that movie Primal Fear. It's not that because that's a guy no. where... Um, and also not an exorcism movie. No, it's not. That's just a murder with priests and stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> um, shit, no, I don't I don't know. It's, you're going to kick yourself. It's The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Fuck, I've seen that! I've seen I know, that. yeah. Oh, fuck, I totally forgot. Oh, it's been a while, but shit. That's... I'm, I like horror movies, guys, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, this movie, a troubled evangelical minister agrees to his last exorcism being filmed by a documentary crew. Documentary? That's throwing me off. <sighs> well, first, is it the is it an exorcist or not the exorcist? Yeah, that, but... Uh... I'll say not. Correct. It's okay. not related to The Exorcist. I feel like I've seen this movie. I probably You've have. probably seen it, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's so many exorcism movies, it's insane. It is crazy. I think this, I'll give you a hint. This one is starring uh, a guy that also stars in Better Call Saul. I've literally, I've seen this movie. I know that I have. Is it like The Last Exorcism or something? You're correct. Yes! It's the, the Last Exorcism. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, this movie featured uh, the voice of Chucky, Brad Dourif, being possessed by a serial killer demon. Okay, I'm going to say that is an exorcist movie. Bold choice. And the correct choice. It is yes! an exorcist movie. Oh my god. Um, okay. Let me let me see. Well it's obviously not the second one. Um I'll go with I'll go with the third. I'll go with Exorcist Three. Correct. Yeah! It's the Exorcist Three. Hell yeah. It's a, it's a good one. Um Oh, I'm definitely watching it. Okay, beneath a church in Africa lies the ruins of an even older temple, but not a Christian one. Rather, in the ruins under the church, a uh, priest and his allies find de demonic icons and other signs of evil and Satanism. Okay. It's a major plot point. Fuck. All right. Um, Pretty similar to uh, the Pope's Exorcist that we just watched. Yeah, too. yeah. But it's not the Pope's Exorcist. It's not because that was because it Africa. wasn't in Africa. No. Yeah. Um. I'll say it's an Exorcist movie. Okay. Okay. It, correct. Okay. It is. Okay. And guess on the on the movie title. It's is it the one we watched? No, no. it's not. Obviously. No. They said uh, this was temple. Yeah. This was Exorcist the Beginning again. There was two that were Exorcist the Beginning. Um, all right, let's see. Um, 
in this one uh after an evening of skinny dipping goes disastrously wrong uh gretchen played by eighth grade's elsie fisher begins to act different okay some of these i just wanted to include because of the title that's well, then that has to be, like, newer, because she's young. Right. Yeah. I didn't say that these were all hard. Yeah, so this is not an Exorcist movie. Not an Exorcist movie. Got a guess on the on the title? <laughs> no. This was My Best Friend's Exorcism. Oh, shit, really? I've never, uh-huh. I've never even heard of that. That's a silly title. <laughs> um... Okay, let's do... Okay, last one. Okay, last one. cool. Um, there's a mysterious naked woman who uh, gets her picture taken near a waterfall. Uh, when the picture is developed, the woman's image is gone, but the guy that took the picture is possessed by her ghost through a cursed amulet he finds at the scene. Holy shit. <laughs> That's a lot going on right there. <laughs> um, I'll say that is an Exorcist movie. Oh, so close. No, it's oh, not. No. Okay. But the title is The Return of the Exorcist. Oh. It was it was released in 1975, so it was an Italian film probably writing the the uh coattails of the exorcist phenomena uh okay well that was exorcist or not exorcist i like um, that that was fun i didn't keep track of my points so, so. yeah <laughs> let's just say you won you won great job Woo! you actually got a lot more of the exorcist ones than i than i thought you would um, process of elimination okay so that's our episode for today thank you for joining us again uh we need your help getting the the uh, show uh cranking again so if you could leave a review on itunes or apple podcasts that helps us out a lot uh we want to thank our patrons for sticking around with us um we're you know gonna make the show great again and uh thanks thanks to uh, sydney for coming on the show and and helping me out and um you know share your uh thoughts and opinions on the people that are auditioning with me you don't have to do it publicly um uh but we'll probably have a discussion as a community later on about you know what how these shows are going and and i think uh sydney did a great job and we're gonna start recording the pope's exorcist after this um, on our exorcism uh you know theme i guess <laughs> uh again if you want to leave a voicemail call 682-253-4468 and until next time we'll see ya bye, bye. good day sir good day sir you lose Let's go through the spreadly wood. He had no face! Horror!
Wow, that didn't sound good. <laughs>